Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we hear about how God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. We're excited you've joined us. Here's our host, Brett Marani. It has been a while since we've had one of our own here at Harvest Jacksonville share their personal testimony, but I'm excited to say that's what we're going to have today with Miss Barbara Hamilton as our guest. Now, Miss Barbara is a native of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Beautiful from what I hear. Haven't been there yet. Would love to go sometime. But she was born and raised on the island of South Caicos. And she has also lived in the Bahamas a few years, several years in the United States. From 2000 to 2015, she went back and lived in Turks and Caicos. But she returned in 2015, where she's now in Jacksonville. And we are so thrilled that she's a part of our Harvest Jacksonville family. And also her daughter, for the past few years, has served as our musical director, our worship planner for our music in our gatherings, our macro gatherings, as we call them here at Harvest Jacksonville. It does a fantastic job of that. So, Ms. Barbara, welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview. Thank you, Pastor. It's good to be here with you. All right, Ms. Barbara, well, let's start from the beginning. I have heard your testimony before. You shared it, actually, publicly in a macro gathering, but I'd love to hear it again. Tell us about your upbringing. You're one of 10 children. Yes. Wow. You had uh, how many brothers? Three. And then? Six sisters. Where were you in the birth order? I'm the seventh in the birth order, but the fifth in in the raising of of us as as kids. My parents lost two babies. Okay. A first child died. I think she said he was a toddler Mm. when he passed away. He had diphtheria, contracted that. And then she had a son before she had me. Okay. And he passed away as a toddler as well. Oh. He had um, meningitis. Okay. So I'm the seventh birth, but I'm the fifth child. Okay. How many of your siblings are still with you? I have four sisters still here, thank God, Yeah, and two brothers. Okay, great. My oldest brother, I'm so proud of him. He's still in the pastorate Mm -hmm. in Nassau, Bahamas, and he'll turn 84 at the end of this month. Wow. And he's, you know, still pastoring the church there. What a blessing. Yes. All right, so what about your parents. Were they believers? Were they followers of Christ when you were being raised? No, they weren't. Very religious, but not saved. My dad, in fact, was what they called a local preacher in the Methodist church, but he was not a Christian. Really? Yes. So explain that a little more. Well, I was raised in a very strict home, very religious. We went to church every Sunday and Us kids had to be in Sunday school every Sunday afternoon. My dad, like I said, he was considered a local preacher. That's the term they used for the the men that would have the service. They had um, a minister, but he had to service all the Methodist churches in the Turks and Caicos. So he's kind of like a circuit rider preacher back in the way it used to be back in the 1800s. Yes. So he would be at our church in South Caicos maybe once a month or once every two months or something like that. And for the other Sundays, they would have one of the men from the congregation bring the message. Bring the message. And my dad was one of them. 
But he didn't know the Lord. He did not know the Lord. No. And how do you know that he didn't know the Lord? Because of his lifestyle. Okay. You know, he, he was, he liked to drink. Mm-hmm. And weekends, he would drink, come home drunk. And Sunday morning, he had to be in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would have such a bad hangover, he would write a note to my oldest sister's father-in-law mm-hmm. and ask Mr. Bassett, would he be kind enough to take the service for him because he wasn't feeling well? Gotcha. You know, and... Um, the walk wasn't really matching the talk no, at home. No, yeah. it wasn't. Okay. My mom was a very religious woman too. Mm-hmm. You know, she, in fact, after she became a Christian, I said to her one day, I said, Mommy, do you realize that you were bringing us up with biblical instructions and standards and all that, and you didn't even know the Lord. She said, I think about that sometimes. She said, yeah, that's true. She said, but I wanted you children to be decent citizens and productive citizens Mm -hmm. and with good reputations and all this. Mm. And so this is why I instructed you the way I did, you know, and, um, I was the first one saved in my family. Yeah, so tell us how that happened. Well, we had uh, a missionary family come down from Lakeland, Florida, and Brother Jim Cooper, we called him, and um, they settled in South Caicos. He said that's where the Lord led him to South Caicos. And um, he would have street meetings on Sunday afternoons, different places on the island, you know, and we liked to go because I always liked to hear him preach. He was such um, an amazing preacher. So I asked my mom this particular Sunday afternoon if I could go, and she said yes. So he had the street meeting right on our school grounds, our primary school. And so it wasn't far from my house, so I could walk. And a friend of mine whose name was Barbara as well, we walked and and went and listened to him preach. And um, I could never forget his sermon title, Repent or Perish. And he preached, oh my word, the Holy Spirit just shook me. You know, Mm -hmm. the previous Sunday I had gone, and I was under conviction, but I didn't do anything about it. Okay. And I told the Lord, I said, God, if you give me another opportunity to go, I will give my life to you. Mm. So the following Sunday I went, and when he preached, repent or perish, the Holy Spirit just got a hold of me. And even at 12 years old, I knew that something was wrong with me, and I needed the Lord as my Savior. I was a sinner, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he gave an invitation at the end of his preaching like he always did. And I'll never forget, there were 10 of us kids went forward to accept Christ as Savior. And he talked with me. He led me through the Roman road, as mm-hmm. we call it, and showed me, you know, how much God loved me and Jesus came to die for me. And he made it so personal, mm. you know, and I bowed my head and he led me in prayer because I didn't know what to say. You know, he says, you repeat after me and I, you know, I'll lead you in a prayer. And I told the Lord that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus to be my Savior. 
and ask him to forgive me for my sin and to come into my life. You know, and after I prayed, tell you the truth, Pastor, I felt like I like I was walking on air. You know, that was the feeling I had mm-hmm. when I was walking home and it was like something's different. I I couldn't put my finger on it, I didn't know, but I mean I felt so right, you know, as a child, you know. Mm-hmm. I got home. My mom was in the room putting away laundry. And I walked in the room and I stood to the door and she says, oh, I see you're back. I say, yes, ma'am. She said, well, how was the service? I said, it was really good, mommy. I said, I did something today. And she said, yeah, what was that? I say, I trusted Jesus as my savior. And she didn't turn to look at me or anything. She said, oh, that's good. And that was it. I was expecting her to be mad at me. And what are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. You're just a child, you know, that kind of way. But she just said, oh, that's good. And I felt so relieved. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, so then I started praying for my family. Interesting. So she didn't react negatively like you were afraid she would. But on the other yeah. hand, she wasn't overjoyed like, oh, no. I'm so glad you know the Lord no. now. No, she yeah. wasn't overjoyed. She really she, no, yeah. that's right. She herself was not saved, mm-hmm. you see. And I started going to, they would have um, Bible clubs mm-hmm. on Friday afternoons after school. And um, I started going to that. And so, you know, they would teach us Bible stories and missionary stories and so forth. And it's, you know, I began to learn about the Lord and I started saying, you know, but okay, I'm going to heaven. I know that, but none of my family will go, Mm. you know, and I started being burdened for them. I prayed for my parents. I prayed for my brothers and my sisters and everybody, you know, and then Brother Jim scheduled some special meetings with different preachers from the U.S. I guess they were friends of his. He invited them down, and they had like three weeks every night of service. And I'll never forget my mother when she walked the aisle. Mm. Even today, that brings up emotions, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was such a joy, Pastor, such a joy. And the the same week, my mother got saved. My oldest brother and his wife got saved. My oldest sister and her husband got saved just in a week. Wow. And that was joy for me. Mm. Oh, that was joy. Now I could talk to my mom. I felt like I could talk to her you know, about the Bible and about things that bothered me or whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. My dad, on the other hand, he was tough. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he wanted nothing to do with what Brother Jim is talking about. You know, he he knew God all his life and, you know, that kind of talk. And But I kept praying, Lord, save my daddy, save him, mm-hmm. save him. You know, and... It happened six years later. Oh, wow. Six years later. Yes. So by now you're what, 18 or what? Let's see. It's like 21 now when your dad comes to faith in Christ. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because he got saved. I was already away in college when he got saved. Okay. And he fought me on that, too, because it was a Bible college I wanted to go to. He didn't want you to go to Bible college. He did not want me to go. He wanted to send me off to England Mm -hmm. to be trained as a nurse. I said, Daddy, I'm not interested in nursing. I can't be a nurse. I don't have the heart for it. Now, Turks and Caicos was part of the British Empire. Yes, still is. So there's the connection for... Yes, still is. Mm -hmm. And... um, that's another thing I went before the Lord for. I said, God, you're going to have to soften his heart and let him give me the okay to go. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who lived across the street from me, she and I both wanted to go to the same college, and her dad was fighting her on it as well. Okay. So we decided we'll get up early in the morning, 5 o'clock, and we'd go down to the church. I told my uncle, who was the custodian, down there at the church to unlock the doors for us every morning at five o'clock so we can get in. And we went and prayed Mm. every morning, every morning for our fathers. Brother Jim brought the application to him. He wouldn't sign it. He he wouldn't, he said, she's not going. Mm. And I remember pastor, we would, kneeling before the altar and praying, and I was praying out loud and asking the Lord to please change my dad's mind because I felt like this is the school he wanted me to go to. The Lord wanted me to be there. Mm -hmm. And I heard this voice said, it's okay, you're going to go. I really thought it was my uncle standing to the door listening to me pray. And I stopped and I looked around and he was not there. My uncle was not at the door. So I shook Sylvia, my friend. I said, Sylvia, Sylvia. I said, did somebody come in here? She said, no. I said, you know, I heard a voice that told me that it's okay we're going to go. So I got, when I went home, my mom was in the kitchen fixing breakfast, and I told her about it. She said, child, that was the Lord talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I realized, I said, that was the Lord. Mm. You know, he confirmed it. And that same week, Brother Jim came back to my dad and said, Mr. Mills, You know, you're going to sign the paperwork because it's getting close time. I have to get this application in, you know, so she can be processed. And um, he said, well, okay, I guess if that's what she wants. So he snatched the pen and he signed it. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway. So off you went to? Off to Blue Water Bible College in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Okay, all right, wow. And... While you were off of college, that's when your father came to faith in Christ. Yes, yes. And did you hear about with a phone call, or how'd you get news of that? A letter. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom wrote me and told me. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we talked on the phone, she told me. Mm-hmm. Like after I got the letter, I called her and I said, Mommy, what's this I hear? Daddy got saved. She said, yes, child. <laughs> you mm. know? So it was really such a joy for me. That's awesome. Yes. So it's a lot of years now you've known the Lord. 
Yes, sir. What would you share with people just about, you know, uh, knowing the Lord all these years? What, what have you learned from walking with him for decades? There's so much, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned how to wait on him. Mm. How to wait. And um, because that has been a struggle for me through my entire Christian walk, learning to wait on God's timing for things. Mm-hmm. And um, because, and I pray about it, you know, and I feel right that, okay, yeah, you're praying according to the will of God, then why isn't God moving and doing it? You understand? Sure. The season of, of waiting. Also, he's true to his word. If he says it, he's going to do it. Mm. You know, and the Lord taught me these things. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've had so many lessons. Yeah. So many lessons. But being consistent in my walk with him, yeah, you know, was very important to me, has always been, you know, from I trusted Christ as my Savior through my teenage years and stuff, you know. Um, I've had other teens to, you know, shun me and, mm. you know, Oh, she thinks she's this, and she's saying she's a Christian, so she thinks she's better than we are. Far be it. I wasn't thinking that at all. Mm-hmm. And the Lord taught me how to be quiet before him, to mm-hmm. just shut your mouth and let me work. Oh, that's a great word. You know, yes. it's good. Well, Barbara, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and for your testimony. Sure, Pastor. And you're such a blessing to our congregation, and we appreciate all that you do. And thanks for coming on Sound of Truth to tell your story. Sure, Pastor. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank God bless. you. God bless you, too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2023.